Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Remember this thing, the China balloon that Joe Biden just gave a free pass to sail right across America. It did lasting damage to our national security. The word is out. It picked up signals from weapons systems, communication systems, base personnel may have had their information compromised, even their phones compromised. And Joe, he didn't manage to shoot it down until it was safely across the country and seem to be getting a big kick out of it every step of the way. This is the kind of thing you call up China and you let them have it, right? You do something. You did nothing. And now we can't even get China on the phone. Literally, China is ghosting the United States. Have you heard about ghosting? It's the way young people break up with each other. They just don't text back. They just don't call back. That's it. They don't have that talk. They just... Well, that's what's happening right now between China and the United States. Why is that happening? They don't respect Joe Biden. Do you remember that big deal he made out of the personal relationship he had with President Xi? I guess it was a personal relationship about business. Because when it comes to our national security uh, and defending America, we're getting blown off. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping in China than any world leader has when I was vice president all the way through to now. Over 78 hours with him, alone. Eight, nine of those hours on the phone and the others in person, traveling 17,000 miles with him around the world. I spent more time with Xi Jinping than anybody, any other head of state. And I'd always be, when I traveled with him 17,000 miles, spent 78 hours with him, they tell me. I spent time, more time with Xi Jinping than any world leader has. Over 76 hours, we traveled 17,000 miles in China and the United States together. <laughs> and Joe is obviously not respected by President Xi. Uh, not feared, not respected. Won't call him back, won't agree to a phone conversation. What was all that boasting about? What was going on between those two? Why were they so close and now so far? It's weird. And what's more important, the Stormy Daniels story with Donald Trump. They met in 2006. Uh, what is that? Is that more important? I'd like to know more about not that silly indictment, but what happened when they brought Hunter to China on Air Force Two along with Joe Biden. He was the sitting vice president of the United States. You see, see Hunter. He's almost trying to hide back there. How about what happened on that trip? What's more important? Uh, Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, uh, that situation, or meeting that uh, Chinese industrialist with major ties to the intelligence community and the Communist Party. I think that's a lot more important. Why does Joe Biden, which, oh, by the way, China is about to take over the world, literally replacing the dollar, they'll have their yuan will be the dominant currency. It seems to be going in that direction. Um, why this attitude? I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, 
we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look we're not looking for conflict. And uh, and that's been the case so far. All righty. Uh, I prefer this guy. It was China's fault and China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. That is so refreshing, isn't it? <laughs> That's the kind of leadership we like. That's the kind of leadership we need. And Joe can't and won't, I do believe, because he's compromised. The House Oversight Committee has established that $3 million was transferred from China to a friend of the Biden family. And then they split up at least a million dollars of that money from communist China uh, to, well, Hunter Haley, for some reason, uh, James, Joe's brother. It's incredibly weird. It makes absolutely no sense unless unless it's actual corruption, which it seems to be. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is the one who they tried to lock up yesterday. Donald Trump. But from a horrible situation, something great. They can't defeat him. And I think this photo shows that. I think this photo shows just how miserable the mainstream media was. Even uh, the Trump uh, haters who are Republicans had to say, we're swinging a miss, major. Speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. <laughs> and that big panel of 18 people, they, they didn't disagree. <laughs> In fact, what what do you say when you look at this thing? And look, we've had top notch lawyers. We had a former attorney general already go through it uh, from a legal standpoint. This is almost dead on arrival. There are a couple of funny things in here, though, that I noticed. I'm not a lawyer, but I'd like to put them up uh, right off the top. It says that the defendant, the defendant is Donald Trump. He orchestrated a scheme, a scheme. Look at that word, a scheme with others to influence the 2016 presidential election by identifying and suppressing negative stories about him. Doesn't that sound so sinister? Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. You know what it sounds like? A press secretary. That's what these people do. They try to suppress negative stories about people they work for. It's not a big deal. It actually isn't. No, by the way, who tried to suppress the Hunter Biden situation, right? Who, who tried to suppress that? Um, America did. America did. Big tech tried to censor that story. They had an assist from big media, of course. The intelligence community tried to censor this story. Everybody tried to help the Bidens on this story. Now, when you go to Donald Trump, who did he have on his side? Who did he have who was actively working to suppress stories? The Bidens have uh, half the CIA. You know who he had? This guy. David Pecker, a great guy, by the way, runs the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer. The National Enquirer was looking out for Donald Trump. And they criminalized this. They criminalized this. And Michael Cohen, uh, this very unfortunate man, gets involved. Um, now, you heard about the money. I don't think anybody really understands this. It's in the document, if you look at it. 
Each month, Lawyer A, Cohen, was to send an invoice to the defendant through the Trump Organization employees. The defendant reimbursed Lawyer A through a series of monthly checks from the defendant's bank account. There was nothing surreptitious here. <laughs> Michael Cohen was owed money. Donald Trump paid him that money. He got his money. He did. And by the way, they weren't trying to cover this up. As instructed, the Trump Organization accounts payable supervisor recorded each payment in the Trump Organization's electronic accounting system. Um, look, if this were something really nefarious, I think they've heard of paying people under the table. I've heard about that. It happened at a summer job I had once. I don't think that this there's anything wrong with it. How about this? This there's something wrong with this, though. In a conversation captured in an audio recording in approximately September 2016. Now, here's the thing. What they're not saying here is Donald Trump's own attorney recorded Donald Trump. Is this the ultimate betrayal of professional ethics, personal ethics, of just being a good person? Yeah, Michael Cohen taped his client. And I've spoken to Alan Weisselberg about how to set the whole thing up uh, with so what are we gonna funding. That, uh, yes. Um, and so it's you remember this came out a couple of years ago. I think this is the crime. This is the only crime in the damn document. <laughs> it's got to be against law for an attorney to uh, reveal attorney client privilege. That's a thing, right? Or is that something else we're just kind of throwing out in America? Here's where I know these lawyers, these prosecutors are bad people. Look at this line. Lawyer A, Michael Cohen, has since pleaded guilty to making an illegal campaign contribution and served time in prison. This is dishonest to the point of they're, well, they're lying to us because what they're, they're trying to imply is that he went to prison over this stuff. He didn't. <laughs> Not at all. You can't go to prison over this stuff. Why did he go to jail? Let's go back to the day Michael Cohen was indicted. Take a look at this. We can all understand this. In total, Cohen failed to report more than $4 million in income, resulting in the avoidance of taxes of more than $1.4 million due to the IRS. And it had nothing to do with the Trump Organization. This guy was buying and selling fleets of taxi cabs and apartments all over the place that he couldn't afford and just doing some shady stuff. He got caught. He was even selling luggage, luggage, high-end luggage, and not declaring the income. That's why he went to jail, not for this other stuff. If you look at the indictment, there's one other thing, and this is the part. This is the essence of Donald Trump's situation. This is why they're so mad. It's on page three. On January 20th, 2017, he became president of the United States, and for them, that's unforgivable. That's the real problem they have. Um, Donald Trump was in court. I guess he met the judge for the first time. The judge had some, uh, well, I don't trust this judge. And you may think that this, uh, well, let me put the words up. This is what he said. Take a look. Please refrain from making statements that are likely to incite violence or civil unrest. He asked the former president to avoid rhetoric that could jeopardize the rule of law. This guy is fake news on the left saying, oh, yes, anything we say they want to use. They want to use anything they can against us. You say you want to fight for this country. Oh, that's inspiring. January 6th insurrectionists. That's the game they play. By the way, for all the talk of, uh, oh, you can't trust that MAGA crowd. 
You know, the only person who committed an act of violence yesterday was a member of the media. Check this out. The big guy in the black clothes and the hat and the headphones. What's wrong with you, You're picturing me like an idiot. I will kill your mother. That's, uh, that's a member of the fake news, a technician with CBS News. And he wanted to uh, break somebody's face, and he made it quite clear. Media, you guys, you guys got to settle down. Why is it that when the left protests wherever they want, however they want, like in front of Justice Kavanaugh's house, which was against the law, by the way, there are statutes preventing this kind of parading, they call it parading, in front of a, uh, a judge's home, a federal judge's home. You can't do it. It's against the law. But guess what? The system, the swamp, they hate Kavanaugh. They hate Trump. They hate us. So it's okay. Um, you heard what the judge said about Donald Trump's, you know, <laughs> kind of quirky tweets. What about what Chuck Schumer said about a sitting Supreme Court justice? I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. <laughs> and they say Trump is the menace to society. They put Trump in jail. They try to, huh? Can you believe it? Now, look, I thought this picture was kind of awesome. I thought it was cool. I think it shows that he's victorious and a champion, even in these circumstances. But not everybody agrees with me, actually. Some people I know, Trump supporters, they were wounded by this image. And there were millions of people really distressed about what happened yesterday. Maybe some words of wisdom from the President Joe Biden. Would that be possible? After all, he promised that this is the kind of leader he would be, right? Unifying and all that empathy he's alleged to have. He was asked about this matter for like the fifth time. And again, he won't say anything. He'll just seem to enjoy it. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. Bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. Did you see it? Did you see that weird, goofy, cheesy, I don't know what it was. He seemed to be relishing it, right? He's, uh, <laughs> why? Mr. Empathy, Mr. You're going to unify us, huh? No, I guess it's just, we're all just extreme MAGA. We're just deplorables to you. The wrong man went to jail yesterday. I'll be right back. What an incredibly unique experience yesterday must have been for Donald J. Trump. It was for the country. There he is, larger than life, on his way to, uh, well, downtown, to the police, to processing, to the prosecutor's office, to be, what, technically arrested? Um, look, you know how I feel about this. As he came through, after processing, on his way to the courtroom, he looked like a champion and one ready for another big I call this picture Eye of the Tiger. In court, uh, well, they actually see the indictment for the first time, and everybody seems to understand that it's a huge joke of an indictment. And then it's on to Mar-a-Lago, where he is welcomed by friends, family, 
uh, supporters. In a speech watched by millions and in the front row was our next guest, Donald Trump Jr. You can see him there in the pink tie. And he joins us from Florida tonight. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., welcome back. What a wild day indeed. How you doing? You know, listen, uh, I, I've been better, I guess. Uh, you know, we're tough. We're used to this at this point, Greg. I mean, it's been, what, seven years of constant attacks and Russia, 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 and then impeachments and Mueller, and it never ends. Uh, you know, I know that I'm not the upstanding man that Hunter Biden is, but I think if the roles were reversed a little bit, uh, I'd be in jail. So I, I guess we're used to it. And uh, unfortunately, though, perhaps that's what it's going to take for the country to wake up and understand just how far we have fallen, uh, probably far much, much more than perhaps we ever would have imagined or acknowledged if it wasn't for Donald Trump, meaning we were probably there, but they did a really good job of keeping uh, their real feelings for the American people hidden. Uh, Trump just brought that out. And so hopefully that wakes people up. Yeah, you know, so look, you know, I'm on the I'm, I'm watching this on TV. I'm on it's unfolding. And a lot of the supporters are. Yeah, look at that. And he but I sense there's real pain. I mean, this is this is hard for you. Is there is there ever regret that you guys got involved in all of this? I mean, uh, it's great for the country, yeah. bad for the family. Do you regret it? Does he ever regret it? You know, I guess it depends on which hat you're wearing, right? If I'm wearing my businessman hat, it's less than awesome. If I'm wearing my father of five young children, less than awesome. As If I'm wearing my patriotic American hat, we have no choice, Greg. Uh, we have no choice. Uh, what politicians, what the imbeciles in charge have done to our country, have done to our economy, have done to our borders, how they've emboldened our enemies day in and day out, uh, we have no choice. Uh, you know, that same father of five young kids, me, uh, has to leave them a country that they'd recognize. And so, uh, no, we have no regrets. We have to do it. And again, we, we don't have a choice. We're, we're fighting for uh, our existence uh, as a country. We're fighting for all that is good and decent about America. Uh, and all of that is under fire and under threat from the radical left and the lunatics. You see it every day with what they prioritize. Uh, the things they they don't even talk about and sweep under the rug, the persecution of their political enemies. And, uh, you know, again, uh, hopefully this is the wake up call that everyone needs to see what's really going on uh, in our government. Well, you're an amazing warrior. You're out there on social media. You own the you own the libs uh, all the time. By the way, your life changed incredibly. I mean, you were always Donald Trump Jr. You were Donald Trump's son. And that was kind of a well, that was a certain type of life, I guess, a status. It was a thing. But now you're Donald Trump Jr. I mean, the name the name is historic. The name is iconic in a way that it wasn't seven years ago. I mean, it was a big deal. Is that ever what's that like? And does my question make any sense? Forgive me. But you yeah, know, it, no, it does. Listen, uh, put it this way. Being Donald Trump Jr. seven ago, years ago as the son of a billionaire real estate developer and you know TV star who was loved by everyone across the country was a lot easier uh, than being Donald Trump Jr., you know, political activist fighting for his father to get uh, a conservative back in the presidency. It would have been a lot easier for all of us to shut up, uh, build buildings, be invited to the cool person party. You know, that was sort of interesting. The second he announces uh, all the people that denounced us, I'm like, that's weird. We had dinner last month. But <laughs> what what changed? Uh, but but you see that. I mean, the 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 hypocrisy. Uh, you know, of the people that now hate Donald Trump that used to love Donald Trump. We're actually putting out a book about it called Letters to Trump uh, from all the radical lunatics that 
uh, <laughs> used to kiss his uh, proverbial uh, rear end. Uh, you know, it's it's just shocking what's going on when you stand up for hardworking blue collar Americans. And I understand the irony of a guy like Donald Trump being that voice. But we need a guy like Trump right now. We've seen how far we've fallen. We've seen how corrupted they are. And you need someone who, you know, isn't afraid. You need someone who's totally unafraid to, you know, burn that system down, because if we don't, uh, I don't know that there's any recovery. You know, the indictment, even the haters out there, the Donald Trump haters, they're disappointed. This indictment is a joke. You guys were doing everything. In my, it looks like above board. And look at this, uh, full screen 16. This is actually uh, from the charging document. The first check was paid from the defendant's trust and signed by Trump Organization CFO and the defendant's son as trustees. This is not the kind of thing you do if you're trying to hide something, if you're trying to deceive. I just and by the way, is that son you or is it Eric? Did you know about that, that, this part? That, that, that son is me. And like like I said, it, it's clearly also not a campaign finance violation if it's from his own trust, not to a campaign, not from a campaign, not from funds raised from, you know, so n none of it actually makes any sense. Right. It, but again, that's what we have to wake up to. That doesn't matter. That didn't stop them from throwing, you know, J6 defendants in jail for two years without due process. You know, they only believe, you know, they, they do their whole preaching. They're saviors of democracy, you know, well, only one way. Right. They, they, they don't believe in democracy the other way. They don't believe in, uh, you know, if others uh, have differing views of theirs, uh, they don't believe that those people have any rights. And they've demonstrated that very clearly, especially over the last two years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's clear. And that's what we're fighting for. You spent a good chunk of your uh, childhood in the woods hunting and things like that. And I know you also a good chunk of your childhood in the city. Did you ever cross paths with Alvin Bragg? I, I'm told that he may have gone to some of the same schools. Did you ever in your life meet this guy? And I think we have some video of him. He really did. <laughs> he did not impress many people yesterday during this press conference and through his paperwork. Uh, did you ever meet him? And do you have any thoughts about not that? I, you know, not that I know of. I, you know, I may have. I mean, I lived there for 40 years of my life. I, I have since escaped and now live in Florida, where uh, let's just say the atmosphere is a little uh, a, a lot better, uh, a lot friendlier, a lot less crime. You don't have to worry about those things. And again, just a few short years ago in New York, you didn't have to worry about it. I have friends, uh, you know, their wives, they go to work and they're, they get together after work because they're afraid to travel on the subways by themselves. They try to go in groups and you know, I'm, I'm hearing these conversations. It's like it, New York's turned into this dystopian society yeah. uh, in such a short period of time. And they've allowed it. You've seen this felony count spike. Uh, you've seen the carjacking spike, the muggings. Like they could care less. But, you know, let's go after Trump with with an indictment that even the people at CNN are saying, wow, that, that <laughs> that's it. You can see how how distraught they are that that's it. That's what we've after six years there. You know, the walls are closing in, Greg. We've been hearing this for uh, you know, half a decade. Uh, and, you know, here we go again. And when even they are shocked uh, at how little substance, when they are knocking it, um, I think it tells you everything you need to know. Real quick, you're good at this stuff, whether you like it or not. OK, the combat every single day. You're Donald Trump Jr. Are you going to run for office someday? Oh, God. You know, I don't know. Uh, you got to want the day job, too. I mean, I believe in this stuff. I fight for it. Like I said, it'd be a lot easier to you know, be in New York and shut up and build buildings and not be a conservative and not talk about it, even if I was. And, uh, you know, that's just not the way I am. I'm, you know, I'm out there. I, you know, I have my own podcast on Rumble talking about these issues. 
uh, all the time. Just, you know, I, we got to fight for it. It, it. I have those five kids. I got to make sure uh, the country we are leaving our children right now is in serious trouble. And, uh, you know, perhaps the events of the last week have shown us that, you know, perhaps we've even crossed that Rubicon. Uh, hopefully people realize that. But we we have to salvage her. It's not about changing direction. We have to pull her back off the brink. Uh, and that's not going to be easy. That's going to require everyone, Greg. Uh, people have to wake up and understand what's going on. And they have to realize that if they can do it to Donald Trump, they can do it to anyone. And if they will do it to Donald Trump, they certainly will do it to someone who doesn't have the means to defend themselves, doesn't have the huge soapbox or following mm. uh, to be able to get their side of the story out. I, they've made that very clear. Uh, and, you know, that's, again, what we're fighting for. Donald Trump Jr., executive vice president of the Trump Organization and son of the president and also the father of five. Um, please, our best to the family, especially those kids. Many thanks. Thank you very much, Greg. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And we'll be right back. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. I felt intimidated and honestly bullied, and I didn't know what to do. And so I signed it, even though I had repeatedly expressed that I wouldn't break the agreement, but I was not comfortable lying. How do we know you're telling the truth? Because uh, I have no reason to lie. <laughs> well, uh, she had a lot of reasons to lie. She is a very greedy person, but she's, well, she's got a lot less money. And she owes the president something like $630,000. Yesterday, coincidentally, it came out that she owed uh, more money in legal fees. This is added. If you add it all up, it comes to about five to $600,000 she owes because of her meritless defamation case against President Trump. And the judge ordered these fees. Oh, by the way, remember her attorney, Avenatti? Yeah, that guy, he's in jail right now. He is in prison, doing like 14 years, I believe, for trying to shake down some uh, big companies with um, bogus lawsuits and threats and that kind of thing. So it's wild that Donald Trump is the one they're trying to <laughs> crazy. Um, who likes Fox News? I'm going to say sometimes at night, maybe uh, they're not down with Trump. And they're also not down with um, doing the work you're supposed to do. Take a look at this. 
They talk about one instance in which a, a third party paid $30,000 to a former Trump Tower doorman who claimed to have a story that Trump had had a kid out of wedlock. Had a kid out of wedlock. And then they just leave it there because they've got real, I don't know, they've got mixed feelings about Trump. If they looked at the indictment, they would have said even the prosecutors had to put down that that was determined to be untrue, that there was no child out of wedlock, at least according to David Pecker and that whole team. AMI negotiated and signed an agreement to pay the doorman $30,000 to acquire exclusive rights to the story. And next, the prosecutors write, when AMI later concluded that the story was not true, the AMI CEO wanted to release the doorman from the agreement. They concluded it wasn't true. But they just left that uh, salacious, false detail in there. Why did they do that? Makes you wonder, huh? Uh, did you see the wall-to-wall -wall coverage yesterday of Donald Trump's every move? I mean, every move. Take a look. We're watching Donald Trump's motorcade go down the FDR, which is uh, the main highway on the east side there in New York City. We now see Donald Trump on the move, his motorcade making its way down Fifth Avenue. This is a surreal scene we're watching, uh, Jonathan Carl, a live picture of the motorcade carrying Donald Trump. It's just an incredible scene out here, Anderson. There are hundreds and hundreds of cameras just pointed at that door. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Joe Biden character anyway? Uh, that's a lot of coverage about a car moving downtown. But at night, Donald Trump gave a speech, an important speech, a substantive speech. And listen to the fake news stick their nose up in the air about that. So they're going to cover a car, but they're not going to cover what he has to say about this whole debacle. Watch. Just as a moment of business here, and then I'll come to you in just one second. I need to tell you that right now, uh, the former president himself is making remarks tonight um, from his home in Florida. As far as we can tell, and what we were prepared for here is that this is basically a campaign speech in which he is repeating his same lies and allegations against his perceived enemies. It is just getting started. Um, so far, he's just giving his normal list of grievances. We don't consider that necessarily newsworthy, and there's a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. So uh, our deal with you is that we will monitor these remarks. If he does say anything newsworthy, we will turn them around and report on that right away. But uh, for now, just know that it's happening and we're not taking it. These arrogant snobs, what is she, omniscient, right? She knows everything. She knows what's true and what's not true. Donald Trump said a lot of interesting things. And oh, by the way, it just might be up to a jury to determine what's true and not true. And there they are turning down the volume on Donald Trump. Good luck with that. All right. Some news that has nothing to do with this, but it's very, very cool. We're going back to the moon. Have you heard? Uh, we might pull it off next year or in 2025, I think. We're going to the moon. We have the Artemis program, and they chose the astronauts who will be on the next Artemis mission that will go to the moon. These four people, uh, let's see, Christina Koch, I think she's the Canadian, right? Uh, Jeremy Hansen, Reed Weissman, and Victor Glover. Now, here's the thing. They're not going to walk on the moon. They're just going to go around it, uh, which is very, very cool. That Artemis rocket is said to be the biggest vehicle ever created in the history of vehicles. We're looking at the tippy top there, but there's a lot of rocket you can't see. We have not been to the moon in any way, shape or form since 1972. Yeah, 51 years ago. That's Apollo 17, uh, the late Gene Cernan and Jack Schmidt. Can we see the Apollo 17 crew? 
I think this is awesome. These guys. Now, you see the guy, it's kind of hard to see, uh, standing on the left. That's Jack Schmidt. After he got back from the moon, less than four years later, he ran for and won a seat in the United States Senate. He wasn't even 40 years old. Uh, and if you walked in the room, you probably wouldn't recognize him. I recognized him, and I was totally thrilled to get his autograph, and I uh, talked his ear off. It was an amazing experience. Jack Schmidt, alive and well, and uh, the only geologist, I believe, trained geologist to ever walk on the moon. Cool. I'll be right back. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Remember, a judge just said that Stormy Daniels owes Donald Trump's attorneys hundreds of thousands of dollars. They just upped her fees because of her phony lawsuit. All right. So they met in 2006. No affair, by the way, I am convinced. But what's more important? Why is the mainstream media concerned with this and not uh, Hunter Biden's trip to China with his father, the then vice president, and had a meeting with all kinds of important people in a lobby in a hotel, a major industrialist who went ahead and, well, who knows what kind of arrangements were made. The whole thing stinks. And I know our next guest knows it, Eric Eggers. He's the vice president of research at the Government Accountability Institute. Uh, welcome back, Eric. And you got the great podcast, the Drill Down podcast. And um, well, I want to get to the Hunter and his latest venture. But first, your take, please, on this whole indictment scam. Well, I actually think the issues are connected, Greg. And I think anybody that's paying attention should see the incredible double standard that's happening in the halls of justice, or at least in a hall of justice, in the Soros-funded hall of justice in New York City. You've got Donald Trump being accused of somehow, some way, using money. I think they're saying it was meant to, like, disclose or dissuade the election. It's, it's electioneering in some sense. So he's in trouble for that. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden and the Bidens, who have taken active measures to conceal their active business interests with China um, and with the help, by the way, of the FBI and Twitter, uh, that's not just like not being prosecuted. They're being celebrated uh, in cultural cachet in New York City. So it's profane. It's profoundly disrespectful to anybody with a sense of justice. And I'm glad programs like yours are talking about it. So, look, what about the people you work with, I mean, the people in the Beltway, you don't work with them, but, you know, the types, journalists, they lean left. They have got to see this. I mean, they know now that the Commerce Committee, I'm sorry, the Oversight Committee has established $3 million, came from China to uh, that Biden associate, and at least $1 million. This is the first sliver, but at least $1 million went to these three cats from communist China, and there's so little interest in the media. First, they denied it. Then they said they did business but made no money. They've confirmed that they made money. Hunter Biden's lawyers did that. How can they not be pursuing this? How do they justify it? Yeah, I think it's even worse than that, Greg. Actually, on our podcast, one of the things that we reported on was that we've seen internal emails where money has come from China, not just to these three Biden associates, but money's come from China and other countries, by the way, into these Biden centers, one at the University of Delaware and one at the University of Pennsylvania, with it then funds Biden family activities. And we've seen emails where the Bidens, including Hunter, 
are actively discussing ways to keep Joe Biden's name off of the documents in an effort to conceal the nature of the arrangement. So it's absolutely the kind of thing that if you change the last name and you change the political party, I think would be leading primetime news across the country. But you're absolutely right. The people in the Beltway, people that have uh, a sense of you know anything but Trump, and so the, ju the ends justify the mean, they're going to actively ignore the story. Well, what a really corrupt, crummy system. I'm really surprised. You know, it's a juicy story. At least they should, they should be attracted to that. I mean, the curiosity. Um, but Joe is potentially losing his um, viability. Let's face it, he's declining. Democrats know that. they got a big problem on their hands. Um, do you think he's at all nervous about any of this, or is he that secure that the swamp is going to protect him? Well, you have to be pretty self-aware to be insecure, right? And so if he's declining in a cognitive faculty standpoint, as a lot of evidence suggests, he might be just fine, right? He might be waiting for the next episode of Matlock to come on. So I think that he's not necessarily overly concerned, uh, nor should he be. I think Democrats are, are not the type to you know, knife and, and a sitting president in the back, so to speak. So I think, especially with all the help he's getting from the mainstream media, with all the help he's getting from a DA in New York City who's indicting the previous president, with all the help he's getting from social media, uh, why should he be worried? Eric Eggers, who could play Hunter Biden in a movie, don't you think? I mean, it's kind of amazing. Well, hey, Greg, just remember, you know, we both have great tans. We both hate taxes. So <laughs> I'm not the first one to make this observation, I don't think. Right. You are. But oh. I was ready for it this time. All right. Never mind. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I, it seems obvious to me. Look, do me a favor. Go get the da Drill Down podcast. It's fantastic. And uh, the Government Accountability Institute. Great work you guys are doing there. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, Eric Eggers. And uh, moving on now, we got to talk about a poll. Um, you can please participate. Text the word Trump to 39747, and you're going to be asked a series of questions. Do you think this indictment was somehow justified? Do you think it was a political stunt? I believe that's the right answer. Please go ahead and, uh, again, the word Trump to 39747, and we'd really appreciate it. We'll share the results with uh, the world, and we'll be right back. So the, the, the charge is falsifying business records. Uh, the charge requires, as I, as I uh, specified, uh, criminal conduct that was concealed. We regularly uh, do cases involving false business statements. Uh, the, 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 the bedrock, in fact, the basis for uh, business integrity, it's, it's a, I'm glad you put your, your finger on that, because it's not just about one payment. Uh, it is 34 business records, uh, 34 false statements in business records. Uh, what? This was not an impressive presentation. The indictment, even less impressive itself. That's Alvin Bragg, the district attorney. Such a tragedy that this guy is the DA here in New York County, but that's the way it works. It's an overwhelmingly Democrat town. Uh, back in 2021, we did have a campaign, and the man on the upper right, that's Tom Kniff, a very successful defense attorney, U.S. Army veteran who ran as a Republican against Alvin Bragg and did a great job. But, hey, the numbers uh, were kind of stacked against you in this overwhelmingly Democrat town. Tom Kniff, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks for uh, bringing me on, man. 
You bet. So, look, uh, are you surprised that Alvin Bragg is uh, doing what he's doing uh, now that he actually got the job that you would have been a lot better at? Well, it, yeah, I mean, his, his approach to crime, I'm not surprised. And that was one of the things that drove me crazy. I mean, you know, you, you pointed it out. It, it, it ain't easy running as a Republican in this town. Uh, I had no burning desire to be a public prosecutor. In fact, I had been an assistant district attorney early in my career, and uh, I, I served in, in the uh, on active duty in the Army JAG Corps. Uh, and I, I like private practice, um, but, but I thought that, you know, what was coming out of the Democratic field of candidates, and it wasn't Alvin Bragg, I mean, it wasn't just Alvin Bragg, I mean, as, as, as frightening as it may seem, he was arguably one of the more moderate in the pack. I, I mean, it was just so uh, antithetical to what a the role of a, a district attorney, a public prosecutor, should be. Yeah, you know, I, I felt, and maybe it was naive of me, that uh, I, I at least had to give it a, a try, and, and 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 if nothing else, put forth a counter narrative. Well, I'm glad you did. This is an like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like 80% Democrat in this town. It's almost impossible for a Republican to win. But you really let him have it in uh, the debate. And I'd like to show everybody that. Why are you focused on George Soros? I'm, I'm a little confused why you mentioned him twice. The reality is, you know, Alvin Bragg is not, his, his movement is not a grassroots movement born in Harlem churches. It is a movement that is sweeping across the country. Look at San Francisco, look at L.A., look at Chicago, look at Philadelphia. And the fundamental basis of it is that the American system, as far as the people who support Alvin Bragg believe, is systemically racist and unjust. And the best way to undermine a system that you believe is unjust is to undermine law and order. Go back thousands of years of human history. You can't find a system that, that isn't based on law and order. George Soros has pledged him a million dollars through the Color of Change organization. That's a fact. Uh, the, the moderator, the fake news moderator, was trying to shut you down. Oh, why are you mentioning uh, George Soros? People get very uncomfortable when George Soros comes up. Um, he didn't like any of that, did he? Uh, the candidate as well. Well, of course, I mean, that's that's part of the other side's defensive strategy. I mean, the easiest thing to do when you're confronted with, you know, logic and, and rationale and facts that, uh, you know, go against what you're saying is to call the person opposing you a racist. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to anybody else, whether George Soros is Jewish, uh, Catholic, Muslim, uh, you know, a, a Protestant. Uh, he, he, he is he is someone that that has put himself in the public narrative quite intentionally and unabashedly. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't make any apologies for, for what he's doing. He's rewrote an op ed in The Wall Street Journal. Uh, saying exactly why it is that that he thinks he's just and and doing the right thing in supporting, you know, progressive prosecutors in cities that many of which he's probably never uh, set foot in. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and that's it. And, and to say that you're able to you you're going to put so much money behind something that look, he has every right to do what what he thinks. Yeah, is, he doesn't is have the right every right to blow to up the country. He's blowing up the country, no, Tom. And if it's it's. Well, it, I, I, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking to, to say that, that he's a beyond reproach yeah, for right. it, and anybody who criticizes him is, is uh, you know, making ethnic tropes is, is it's absurd. But that's what that's what they do. And unfortunately, it's effective sometimes, I guess.
Tom Kniff, we appreciate what you tried to do, and maybe you'll be able to do it again in the future. Great attorney at uh, Riser and Kniff. Check him out, riserandkniff.com. Thank you very much, and we'll be right back. So that poll, still waiting for you to text Trump, the word Trump, to 39747. Bunch of questions, and uh, we'll share the results. Do you think this thing about Trump is justified or not? I think we know the answer. It has been icy.